up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo, and this is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me on Meditation Tuesday. Before we jump into this episode, I want to let everybody know that all of these meditations were recorded a couple weeks ago before everything happened with George Floyd and the Black Lives Movement. I do want to say that I am 100% supporting and supporter of all of the change that needs to happen in this country. So I'm sending love and kindness out into the world. This week on Meditation Tuesday, I am talking with my good friend Damodar. He's going to be leading us through a lovely COVID meditation, actually, to kind of help us process everything that has been happening. So thank you for being here. All of Damodar's information is in the show notes. Please follow him and everything that his wife are doing and creating and sharing with the world. If you have any questions, please send me a message, joe at inspirecreatemanifest.com. I also have a couple free, that's right, free spiritual coaching sessions available. So if you are feeling you... Uh, are tapping into your spirituality, things are coming to light, maybe you're feeling a conflict with the way you were raised and where you are now, please reach out and we will set up a free coaching session to chat and help you move forward and really connect to the divine being that you are. Now, my friends, kick back and enjoy this beautiful meditation. What's up, everybody? It's the Inspired Creativity Podcast, Tuesday Meditation, and today I'm so, so, so excited to be with my good friend, Damodar, um, coming all the way from Arizona, the desert. Thank you for joining me today, brother. It's so good to see your face. It's so good to see you. You know, even though I'm in a desert, just seeing your face gives me just a, a, a shower of sweetness you're just such an inspiration to so many people and you've you've been such a gift i was just saying before the podcast started such a gift to uh many many of us in the philadelphia yoga community and the yoga community generally so i want to thank you for having me here and thank you for being such a bright light and inspiring us and looking at so you know what's so great about joe longo is joe longo he seeks uh out and sees the best in others and, and encourages them to live up to that best. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, you know, it's interesting in this, you know, in this lockdown time, I've been trying to find things to do to entertain myself, <laughs> <laughs> me and Stella. And uh, I started going through old hard drives. Okay. And I found the photos from the first show of oh. my work that we did at Diana. Oh my and God. I, oh my goodness. Like that really started like my coming backness to Philly and really making this all happen. Um, so thank you for that, for, you know, you and Zeph. Oh my God, Zeph, let's, yeah. Let, let's do the show. And then it just kind of like, it, it sucked me back into this, the Philadelphia world. And thank you for that. That was kind of what brought me into my own in some ways in the Philadelphia world. I was like a newer teacher, you know, and that was like, <laughs> I think like collaborating with you at that time in my life and kind of like the, the group of guys we were with, it was just really inspiring and, and fun. And, you know, it was, it was a place where I've drawn 
a lot of sustenance, I think, since over the years in my journey. Yeah, it was such a sweet, it was a very sweet time. Very innocent. <clears throat> very exciting. innocent. It was. Yeah. Was it that way for you? Yeah, yeah. totally. It was totally. that way for me too. When I look back now, you know, yeah, it's, uh, we, we sometimes we're just, you know, if we look back, it's like, you know, when you see a band gets big and they like, it's get, there's this like sliver of time for some reason they like just get it. There could be a lot of other cool bands out there, but they just get in that sweet spot and they're, they get big and they're great. And it's just like, that's in our lives. Sometimes it happens. Like there's just that sweet spot. You meet the right people. It's the right time, the right energy. And it's just like pure. And it felt, I felt that too. Innocent excitement. Mm -hmm. It was so nice. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, it was beautiful. So I thought, uh, when I was looking, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it took me right back to that, to that time. And it was so sweet. So what have you been up to in uh, this new world <laughs> of ours? Yeah. How, how, how are you, how are you doing with everything that, that's been going on? You know, and, and let's tell everybody a little bit, tell us about yourself, you know, for the people that are listening that may not know, know who you are, a little bit of South Philly, a little bit of the desert. Give, give us a quick overview. Okay, well, I was, uh, you know, my name, my name is Daniel, it has Dan, it was Daniel Cordova for many years as a yoga teacher. And then about a year and a half ago, I got formally initiated uh, by a teacher. So we I took on a, another name that I use now, Damodar. And um, was growing up in the Philadelphia area, uh, so I'm a Philly kid from South Philly, and uh, got into yoga asana at a later, later time in my life, like, I think like, I don't know, it's hard to tell when I was 29 or 28, so over 10 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, and um, really just dove in, and uh, Joe jo and I were just talking about this time in my career or life in yoga where uh, I was really connected, and I started to really get deeper in. And uh, without go going through my whole story, uh, um, that depth of going into yoga brought me into some, some spiritual practices, you know, and going to India a bunch of times, taking on some teachers like Raghunath is a big teacher of mine and some other teachers and get, having my whole life kind of just blown up, like just really ma major shifts. And then in a short period of time, along with all that, you know, we, uh, my wife and I, we, we kind of, we opened a, a, a studio and a healing sanctuary. So a lot of things in South Philly, where I'm from, actually, ironically, right down the street from where my mom lived when I was a teenager, who would have guessed? <laughs> and we just, uh, we were in this flow, I think, in, in a later part of our lives, not later, but you know, after being in our 20s and stuff like that. And we opened the studio in South Philadelphia. And a big part of the studio is uh, meditation, kirtan, we're big kirtan people, bhakti yoga, which is the yoga of love and devotion. So we have yoga classes, but we do a lot of those types of uh, spiritual sanghas, a lot of other types of processes, practices that are really great for deepening our connection. And whether, and uh, ironically, to come back to your first question, weathering, moving through or growing, hopefully, uh, I keep on asking friends, I hope you're striving, not just surviving during times of difficulty. You know, the, the yoga practice, uh, whatever you call it, yoga is different for all of us. If it's your down dog, if it's your meditation, if it's your walk in nature, is really meant to uh, give us the ability to move through the most difficult times in our life and grow from them, not just react to them. 
So your question about how I'm doing is that, you know, I, I think I was better prepared to not react. I did react at times because I am a human <laughs> being and I'm very faulty and I'm a business owner. So I was just like, oh, holy shit, what's going to happen? I mean, but the yoga practices in their own way and my small part of the journey that I'm in, or, you know, you know in my, I'm not like an elevated soul of any sort, but I think they've taught me to have some faith and surrender um, in learning how to deal with the things in the world that I can't control. And in yoga philosophy, there's these, these th they sound pretty intense. There are three miseries, okay? Mm -hmm. Can you guess, guess, guess any of them? Oh, I, I, I mean, you're like, I got, there's a lot of miseries. I can <laughs> yeah, there's so many miseries right now. Three so, miseries. Um, shame? No, well, that could be part of one. Mm -hmm. So they are like weather natural forces, i.e. COVID, that we can't mm -hmm. control. That like, you know, you're living your best life, you're doing your job, and then a hurricane hits and you got nothing. Or COVID hits, you have nothing. That's one misery. The misery of our own disease and growing old and death that most of us, at least yet, have not figured out how to get through, how to stop. And then um, how other people treat us. Mm. We can't really control that in a sense. So yoga, the path of yoga helps us. Okay, these, th I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how good you are, where you're at, how great your family is. You're going to come across these three things in your life. And they're going to wreak havoc. They're going to like tear down your foundation, pull the rug from underneath of you. How, what are you going to do? How are you going to react? So I think for the COVID, I've been blessed with some tools. Doesn't mean that it makes it that much easier, but I feel like the tools that I've been blessed with, my teachers have given me and other loved ones in the path have enabled me to see some of the silver linings and allow this time to be one of some depth and self-inquiry and self-growth and exercising actively the ability to uh, surrender to those things I can't control and know what I can control, which in yoga philosophy is definitely the mind, how I react to my surroundings. So yeah, for me, I've, I've gone in deeper, man. I've like gone inside. Joe knows me. He knows I'm a doer. I'm like, I get a little too much in, in the mode of doing like going, 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 going. I mean, you know, opening this business, open another business, blah, 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 blah. And if you're, if you're that type of person and you're like forced to freeze, and you're like, I want to do, I can't do, I want to do, let me give me some. And it's great because it gives this, that type of personality the ability to either freak the fuck out mm -hmm. or say, oh, let me, let me take a moment. Let me take that sacred pause. Let me see where I'm at. Am I happy? Am I living out uh, from my, my, my purpose, from my, you know, my deepest desires? Um, let's take a look. And um, and finally, I do feel like as a business owner uh, and as a human in this environment, not knowing what's happening next is also a great practice because the, the illusion that we really know what's going to happen next in normal day-to-day -day life is just that. It's an illusion. We really don't know, right? We plan. We can mm -hmm. do our best. We can have, try to practice being in the right consciousness, but we don't really know. So for me right now, it's been a great exercise in 
making positive plans for my future, for community, for the business, but saying, you know, divine hand, God, universe, you're, you, you're going to tell me what really is going to happen. You know, I, I, I don't know right now. Literally, I can't know. So that's a little bit about me um, yeah, right now. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Us. Yeah, of course, of course. I was actually listening to uh, Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan yesterday. Okay. And they were talking about his, he was like, I think in September, he was in a really bad accident, broke his back. Wow. And he was talking about how, you know, in the blink of an eye, everything can change. And he was like, but what I learned through that was that my practice kept me where I needed to be so I can survive that change. It's like if I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing up until that point, I would have never survived. And he was like, we don't think about life that way. That like everything we're doing when there isn't a tragedy or COVID or something is just preparing us for that moment in time when the rug does get pulled out from us. I know it's beautiful. Yeah. Right. And one of, one of, uh, one of my teachers, my teacher's teacher, uh, Prabhupada, Swami Prabhupada would say that the test of a human's true, like, um, resolve or character happens when the rug is pulled out from underneath of them like that's the real test it's easy to be peaceful when things are peaceful you know mm -hmm. so we are we're preparing for that we're, right you know we're constantly like kevin hart said we're constantly in preparation and i feel like during this time you know those who have not been preparing i've seen their suffering and it's not about us versus them or anything like that it's just that you can see that you can see it sometimes you don't know you're like i'm doing all this yoga stuff is it just like a a, a, a joke is it just like something i'm tricking myself <laughs> to think it's it's good for me right don't you ever do like all this you know me like i'm really into spirit like sometimes i'm like am i just is this like a fantasy world but then something happens and you actually see oh this has given me the ability to not suffer as much and maybe go deeper and maybe mm -hmm. we see others who at their stage in their journey um, might, not, not, might, not, might not be there. And mm -hmm. we want to have compassion for that, compassion for them. Which yeah. makes this, uh, what you're doing here, such a great service, you know. So thank well, you for- Thank you, thank you. That, from the beginning of this, it really, uh, I had to move into a space of like, in a way, creating a new practice of realizing that um, we really are all the same. And we're just at different levels of our own evolution. And, you know, we really just need to love everyone unconditionally. Um, you know, the whole Ram Dass statement, like just, just love, because it's so much easier. And I really gravitated towards that. And, but then it also became such a hard practice when I wanted to like scream or yell at anything that was annoying me. And just realizing that really that whatever that is, is being its most divine, authentic self at this present moment in time. And I can't get upset with where they are because they're where exactly, but it becomes such a hard practice of just doing that and being like, right, we're all, you know, we're all on our own path, you know, and we're all divine beings of love. But remembering that is, you know, has been my practice throughout all of this. But that's, that's a good one. It's a beautiful reflection. Yeah, because it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's easy in one sense to remember that principle, but in, in the moment, it can be difficult. And um, 
Yeah, I sometimes share the story about someone I worked with who I really didn't, I didn't even work for her, but I was like an independent contractor. And, uh, and she was, she could be really mean and, and cruel and uh, sharp. And I would become reactive to it, you know? I wouldn't view her with, with love. I'd be like, you know, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. who are you? But then I started to see, this has helped me just to, to what you're saying to see we all, and this, this meditation we're about to do is it comes from this energy, this idea mm-hmm. that we're all seeking love. And some of us, depending on our past, and if you go into yoga philosophy, right, our karma, what's happened to us in this lifetime at an early age or previous lifetimes, we try to get that love through different ways. And sometimes the ways could be not so positive, uh, objectively, mm-hmm. they could be hurtful. But there is some need or satisfaction that's being met that comes from the deeper desire to be unconditionally, to be deeply loved as a spirit soul. Mm-hmm. So when I see people, or, you know, and it's a practice because it, it's hard, that don't, are not vibing, like, you know, harshing my mellow or doing things that I seem, I would say are like low or, you know, and I want to react. I think, well, you know what, this person is coming from some difficulty, some wound. And they really just want to be loved like I do, you know, and ask my wife, I, I have my own shit that I, you know, I act in certain ways that probably are not the highest at wanting love, wanting connection. And uh, we're asked to like, take a step back and see that and say, okay, I'm not going to judge this act. I'm going to see maybe where the root of this act is coming from. And which is again, usually a, a desire to connect. You know, mm-hmm. even if you look at like, man, if you look at like hate groups and stuff like that, like, you know, a lot of them, people who get into a hate group, they're, you know what they're looking for? They're looking for a, a, to join a club that loves them. Mm-hmm. And because a hate group is so simple, we love you because you're this. It, ma- it makes that feeling that much more intense. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. when you can even look beyond the veil of like hatred and fear, we see people really desire love yes um, you know uh, mm-hmm. but it's a practice it's a like you said it's it can be hard and and you know in my tradition and, and lots of spiritual traditions that's why we look up to people who do it better than we do you know and we can model our life a little bit on some of their actions like you mentioned Ram Das. like he can be an inspiration and you can remember, okay, Ram, what would Ram Das do? It's like, well, it's like, the, like, what would Jesus do? You know, it's like, right, right. always put ourselves in that position. And that might, that might seem like, oh, we're putting ourselves high. But no, we're just trying to live up to a higher ideal of who we can be. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can do that with compassion to ourselves, not beat ourselves up, but with focus. I feel like those two things, you know, being compassionate with ourselves and others, of course, and focus. We need, yeah. we need those positive examples you know Mm -hmm. and i think a big part really is can you be can you be sweet with yourself can you be kind to yourself through it you know and get that same you know so i I made these t-shirts called love then they say love the dumbass (laughs) and this morning Charmaine said well i ordered a sweatshirt but i really don't like what does it mean and i was like well it it really means that we're all the dumbass and we need to love everybody because you know what we may find, you know, we may be like, oh, they're a dumbass. I'm also a dumbass too. So it's really just a reminder that we, we have to love all of us. 
you I are. love that. I need to get one for um, my wife so I can wear it and she can remember <laughs> to love the dumbass. <laughs> you know, because again, we're all in our own phase of, you know, evolution and ascending and it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, so and I think gotta... that, that idea of compassion with ourselves and compassion for others and being real kind and sweet and not falling into the trap of feeling like we're better than anyone. That's, right. all, that's also like a spiritual idea trap that like, mm -hmm. and if you've seen people develop on a spiritual path or a healing path, you can tell that that's a load of crap because people will surprise you. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, they're not there. They're, and all of a sudden they're just one step away in their journey. You know, you mm -hmm. could be 50 million, but they just right. have one little thing to do. You know what I mean? And they're just like, so it, it, that humbles us, you know, and allows us to be, um, like you said, sweet, sweet to ourselves, mm -hmm. sweet to others. So Almost. we are back. Tell us about the, uh, the little meditation journey you're going to take us on now. So this is a, co a very much a COVID meditation journey. So this is designed, I've, I've been doing some meditation, online meditation, guided meditation classes for our community in Philadelphia and Tucson, Palo Santo Wellness and Bava Wellness, just a little plug for our communities. And um, this is one that's going to give us some ability to bring ourselves into our strengths and then spend some time with some of the weaknesses or perceived weaknesses that we've seen in ourselves during this COVID time and actually draw strength from them, those, those perceived weaknesses. See like, as I just said to Joe a moment ago, see behind the veil of some of our lower thinking is actually a deeper desire, okay? And uh, to see that clearly and not just think, oh, I'm fearful, oh, I'm angry, oh, I'm anxious, okay? So we'll start and we'll find a seat. If you're at home, you can find any comfortable seat. Something that you can sustain for a few moments because we'll be here for a little while. We'll close our eyes. <clears throat> and we'll start to breathe deeper. And as you breathe deeper, lengthening through the crown of the head, grounding down through your sit bones into what you're sitting on. I want you or invite you to allow the breath to give you space physically. So imagine how the breath is traveling through you and in yoga, this is prana energy or life force energy. Be grateful for this prana, this life force that we take for granted every day. So this inhale and exhale, so pivotal in us just being able to be here right now. So we'll find some gratitude. And then I want, I invite you to feel this breath, allowing you to get softer, receptive emotionally. So we're coming into a place where we can move out of having to do, having to be the doer, taking on our roles of the day, multitasking, thinking of the past and the future, and coming deeper into the moment of the present and the vulnerability, when we start to let our guard down, we can open our heart, right? So they say in yoga philosophy, we have three hearts. We have a physical heart, we have a emotional heart, and then we actually have a spiritual heart. So this is the center of who and what we really are. We are a soul, 
that has a body and a mind. So in our meditation, I want you to bring awareness to your heart space. Breathe into your heart space. Allow the heart space to be ripe, to be open, to be receptive, to be inquisitive, to be playful. In today's meditation, we're going to go inward and we'll have some visualizations, but we're mostly going to be dealing with feelings, with terms, with like descriptions of our states of mind. And I invite you to be present, just whatever emotion comes up, right? Whatever feeling, be in that space, feel it out, right? Give yourself that opportunity. So first we're going to imagine the three areas in our life, the three traits we'll say that we possess that are really strong. And I, I invite you to be definitive here. Not to say, well, you know, I'm kind of this way and I'm kind of not, I want to be this way right now. I'm not asking you what you want. I'm asking you to own to truly understand from the depth of your soul, I am, and you can even say it, and I'll give you some suggestions, right? But you pick out what's best for you. I want you to say in your mind, I am, and you can even say it out loud if you're at home and you'd rather enunciate it into the universe. It could be, I am strong, I'm compassionate, I am loving. This is something you know you are. You've seen this happen in your life already. And you can own it now. You don't have to beat around the bush. You don't have to think, oh, I'm not worthy of it. You can see I've been in these places and I know I am loving. I know I am thoughtful. I know I am humble. Whatever it is for you. And again, if it's hard for you to imagine, you can say it out loud. And for everyone that you say, I want you to feel what it's like, feel what it's like to, to be loving, feel what it's like to be compassionate or feel what it's like to be strong, powerful, attentive, focused, whatever it is that you've possessed and understand that you deserve to be fully in the space of what you are. There's no qualifications. You don't have to think, well, I'm only this way compared to this person. Right, or I'm only this way when this happens. Feel the full space of your strengths. And if it helps to come up with an idea of a visual, right? If it's an animal, right? If it's a tiger, a butterfly, if it's a person that you look up to, like we were talking about people earlier, Joe and I, if it's someone or something that really encapsulates, if it's a color, a red, a blue, if it's pulsating, if it's moving, if it's stable, bring your mind to three things unequivocally, part and parcel of who you are, no matter what the situation. And I want you to rest in these strengths. You know, resting in these strengths means you don't have to worry about them. They are, they are within you. You can feel at all moments the ease of them and your accessibility to these strengths at all moments. 
And you can even imagine a scenario in your mind that calls for the strength to come up. And you know that at every moment, you possess this ability to bring it out of you. And again, that could be a, co a confidence. It could be loving. It could be a helper. It could be um, sweetness. It could be listening. It could be fierceness. This would be all, different for all of us. At any moment, you can draw from the strength, this reservoir. So we're going to take a few more moments being here, visualizing, feeling fully each of these strengths and owning them. And if you're, if you're timid at, at owning them, at knowing that this is really who you are and say it out loud, you can scream it, you can shout it, you can yell it, you can whisper it if it's sweet. with full confidence. No one can take these away from you. Full confidence. I am helpful. I am strong. I am knowledgeable. I am wise. You know yourself. Okay, and, and if your eyes are still closed, we can imagine that these areas of ourself are like there's, there's a brightness to them, like there's this positive light. There's this high vibration. There's a transcendent quality because these qualities of ourself allow us to transcend. They allow us to do the beautiful things we do in this world. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a little contrast here. And we're going to go down into the depths or the darkness of who we are. So the murky areas, the corners of ourself that have cobwebs that haven't been lit up, the covered areas, the parts of our heart. And we talked about the three parts of our heart that emotionally and spiritually are knotted up. And I want you, I invite you, to imagine in these dark areas, like you're almost like you're searching around. It can be kind of scary, right? You're in, in the, the depths, the darkness. It's like a parallel universe. And you're looking around. We don't know what's going to jump out at you. And, and, and with a different energy, a different pulsation, a different breathing, I want you to, to see the th three things in yourself, but especially during this COVID time, that you were really negative, ways you reacted that you weren't proud of, places you went that were dark, places you went that were not seen as positive, that you couldn't help yourself to move into. And they turn their ugly head. And I, and I want you to be with them. I want you to search for them in the muck. Search them out. And I'm actually imagining like I'm searching in a muddy pond. And I'm like pulling out like almost like some dark beating hearts. Little living entities that are alive. They're pulsating with life, but they're 
dark and they're covered. And hold them. Don't be them. Just see them. And feel what it's like when you're with them. And that could be fear. That could be anger. So you're holding this part of yourself and you're feeling it. You're looking at it again, like the positive things you can see that the color, the, 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 the sound, the description. Again, mine is like this living, pulsating, dark being. Just I'm holding, I'm holding with my hands, but I'm coddling it, right? I'm looking at it clearly. But seeing that it's part of me. And this could be, again, scarcity, anxiety, fear, anger. What does this look like? What has it felt like for you? I want you to feel what it's like without being it. So there's an idea of removing ourselves now a little bit. So we can see it clearly for what it is. Feel the vibration of this darkness within us of these times in COVID where we defaulted to. But not be it. And then as you search, so again, my visual is I'm in this muck and I'm digging and I find these dark little entities that I move to every now and again. And I start to dig deeper behind them. And behind them, I see something very bright shining. And at first it's obscured by the dark pulsating. If it's fear or anger, or anxiety, stress, it's ignorance, it's, it's darkened. But as I start to pull away more of this congestion, more of this knotted upness, I start to see something very, very, very beautiful, like a shining jewel, like a diamond. And imagine here, right, you're in this dark place and you're in the, this darkness is with you that you're holding and all of a sudden rays of shining light start to emanate in all directions from underneath of this dark place. If that's your fear, if that's your anxiety, if it's your, your, your worthless, your idea of self-worthlessness, whatever it might be, your reactionaryness. We start to see that behind the darkness is actually something beautiful. There is something beautiful. There's a potential. There is a, a light that we are finally seeing. So for you, whatever color this light is, I invite you to re be receptive to, to be open to the positive jewel behind the story of this quality of yours that is maybe going to become something that you will draw from and become stronger with. So for instance, perhaps your anxiety actually shows showing you right now with this light as you reveal it it's showing you how deeply deeply concerned you are deeply caring you are for yourself and for others that worry right what are what's going to happen during this covid what's going to happen i don't know 
that actually shows how deeply caring you are. And that deep caring is a gift of yours. That light, as it starts to shine from underneath the idea of anxiety, can start to float up. Like you would notice a lotus flower floating up from the muck all the way to the top of the pond. It will float up to meet your other strengths. If it's depression, take a look underneath the depression and see how much perhaps you value love, you value connection, and you desire love and connection and you don't feel it. But you are ready to see how this desire for love and connection can be a gift to yourself and the world. That you can start to show this desire in positive ways to others to create opportunity to connect and heal and help. So that stuckness of your depression, all of a sudden it starts to open up. If it's anger, perhaps your anger shows how much you value justice and fairness. That you have the strength not to stay in your anger but to see the anger clearly, right? We're not in it. We're seeing it now. Remember, we're not it. We're seeing it. And we can see that the anger can give you the impetus to create justice and fairness in your life and the world and the lives of others. It can be an impetus. Your depression can be an impetus to search out for love and to give love. And maybe you have an indifference to this time. And maybe even your indifference, when you look underneath of it, it shows that you have a, you have a stability. You have a strength. You have the ability to move past the things that change. If you've been uncaring, maybe that uncaring actually comes from a place, a depth that you understand all things will pass if you have fear. How can you look behind the veil of your fear? So remember, we're not being the fear. We're looking at the fear. The fear is quivering, this dark mass in your hands. But when you look closely, when you look behind the veil of this quivering mass, this darkness, you can see that you want to turn this fear into the space of love. And you can turn it into a fierceness, a desire for love, and understanding, as we talked about earlier, that all people's actions, even your own fear in this world, are birthed from a desire to love and be loved. So I want you to take a few moments now, whatever your alleged negative, quote unquote, negative reactions, emotions, places you were in during COVID, I want you to see how they could be birthed. The, the core of them is a deeper strength than you can even realize. And I want you now, instead of just looking at your fear, your anxiety, your stress, I want you to uncover that deeper strength. And I want you to take that strength. So now the visual is you're putting your hands into this murkiness and you're taking the strength as it shines, as it shines, as it shines in all directions, almost blinding you. And I want you to bring the strength into your heart. 
you're taking it out from the murkiness and it's shining in all directions, you're almost blinded and you're putting this deep strength in your heart with knowing, with knowing that when the negative emotion might come again, it's not an end in itself. That negative space is reminding you of the deeper strength, the deeper place of power, the deeper pace of healing underneath of it. So next time you come to that fear, next time you come to that depression, next time you come to that anxiety, if it's in COVID right now, or if it's at any time in your life, because these emotions will keep coming up again and again and again, they will now be reminders of this beautiful strength, this beautiful light that you've just placed into your heart, that you've just taken from underneath the murk, and you've placed next to all the other strong qualities you already possess. They will be a trigger, not to you, for you to stay stuck, but they will be a trigger for you to go deeper into who and what your true potential is to love and heal yourself and others. So we'll imagine ourselves here crawling out our whole bodies now crawling out from whatever dark depths we were in standing grounded rooted into the earth strong and stable feeling what it's like to possess these new qualities that we've uncovered these deep jewels that we've uncovered from the depths of the supposed darknesses of our soul. And as we imagine them next to, along with our other strengths, we'll allow all of these positive attributes to soften our heart, to allow ourselves to feel and to give and to be a bigger, better space of love and connection. So our strength in our healing and our yoga practice is not for strength's sake. Our positive attributes are there to allow us to actually be softer, to be sweeter, to be kinder to ourselves and others. So we'll feel now all of these attributes that we've uncovered, that we've already possessed. We'll feel them in their abundance. And we'll see, we'll realize how they can allow us to soften. So your image is you're standing tall, strong, so strong. Imagine your strongest self. But in that strong self, that strength, that fortitude is that deep ability to, to be soft, to be loving, to be kind. Behind the flow of all of your actions in this world. So that standing self We'll start to slowly walk, walk over to a little tree 
and sit down beneath the tree. Close his, her, its eyes. Breathe deeper. And if it feels right, you can take an exasperated exhale through the mouth. And then that sweet self that was just standing so strong, emboldened, which means like filled with the courage and the softness of these qualities that we've uncovered in ourselves. We'll sit in this tree, underneath this tree, breathing deep. And bring our hands to prayer at heart center. And actually, let's even bring our right hand over our heart and our left hand on top of our right. And sitting underneath this tree, full of these qualities, breathing deep. And then very, very sweetly and softly, we'll just keep our hands where they are and take that seated self back into this beautiful but challenging world by softly blinking open the eyes. Thank you. Yes, brother. Thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, that was beautiful. It's when I first had this idea, I didn't think about this part. When I'm sitting here all, you know, on another planet trying to come, <laughs> trying to come back to form sentences and uh, make sense. But that was so beautiful. I love that of really connecting with our strengths and then looking at all of those things that, you know, may not have been the nicest things to look at, but it's so good. So often we are not encouraged or reminded to connect with our strengths. It's like, oh, you're good at that. Now keep, keep going. What else are you going to do? Instead of really owning, owning that. So thank you. That was absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you for allowing me to share. It's been helpful. And uh, I feel like for me, I feel like it's important to, like you said, to celebrate our strengths. I think in our culture, we move so quick. And uh, sometimes it's, we don't have the time, we don't take the time to celebrate our strengths. And we don't take the time to look clearly at uh, our, the, the other sides, right, of ourself. Clearly, you know, I mean, you know, where we can take the time to resurrect some positive self-growth from them. Mm-hmm. Some people do, but a lot of, a lot of us don't. And right. we just, and we just live out those selves unconsciously. You know, we spend lifetimes living out thus those darker sides. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to just do this, sit. Go inward. Look at the things you don't want to look at. Yeah. And what's behind those things? And then what's behind those things? 
Yeah. I mean, it can be a, quite an uncovering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without it being like something like psychotherapy, just in a meditation sense, we can at least get like the a feeling of the, of the depth of who we are, right? That we're not, in yoga and spiritual life, we're not canned. Like, you know, like, it's not like, oh, that, that person's this way. You know, <laughs> we're, not meant, we're not meant to be limiting and delimiting ourselves, even though it might be a truth to some degree. We're meant to see that truth as a point of departure, right? As like, you know, like the light, light comes into the cracks, like the darkness that is the departure. It's not our definition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think we all do that to ourselves and others. I know I do it to myself. Oh, for sure. Definitely you know? do it to myself. <laughs> right. I'm this way. I'm not this. I'm not that. I didn't do that. You know, and, and that that self-talk is not good, as you know. Mm-hmm. know. But if we can say, okay, I'm saying this from somewhere that there's a validity. It's not random. What's behind that? And how can I draw sustenance from what's behind that? You know, often very anxious people are actually very caring, right? Mm-hmm. Often very like people who are, are have some anger might actually want things to be better in this world, right? We, we know that, right? So instead of defaulting to the anger, what's behind it? How can I soften and improve and resurrect that space? Um, and if you do look at our childhoods, usually something happens and we, get, we have to act a certain way to get love. And then mm-hmm. we develop our psychology, right? So even yeah. early on when we develop, we start, and it might not be the, a positive way to be, but, that, but it's rooted in something very positive, you mm-hmm. know? So if we can uncover that in ourselves now and see ourselves clearly, again, the, the, the space of wounding is not who we are. It's the jumping, it's the, it's the, it's the pad we jump off from, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, if we stay in the victimhood, we'll never go anywhere. It has to be, we almost have to look, remember when I talked about the difficulties, we have to actually look at them separate from ourselves in a sense. Like they're not who we are. Mm -hmm. They are something that we're familiar with, but they're not who we are. They're only so good insofar as we see them as that point to move from. Exactly. That's so beautifully said. So well, thank you for allowing me to be here. It's so it's so wonderful. I really appreciate it. So yeah, thank you, thank you. So I will link all of your socials in the show notes. You're so sweet. Um, thank you when, for your support. When, when we when I put this out, um, please everyone go go take class, take these meditations, do all of the things that um, Damodar. Beautiful is offering it's a practice for me my friends for everyone listening this is a practice for me um but i mean because you're still doing all the things you're teaching online you i see there's some some bhakti things happening online you're doing a little chanting online yeah yeah doing everything you know yeah one of my main practices is chanting um i didn't share that with this but because i've been doing a lot of guided meditations that i've been really excited about but teaching online yoga asana teaching guided meditation and I love wisdom talks. You know, I love to tell stories. So I do a lot Mm -hmm. of storytelling. 
And then um, I'm doing uh, twice a week, I have a bhakti study group. So if you're interested in learning more about bhakti yoga, the yoga of love, yoga of devotion, uh, we have a, a really chill online study group. We, we go through this beautiful text called Journey Within. And then uh, lots of trainings and doing a theming immersion right now on how mm -hmm. to bring yoga philosophy into your yoga teaching if you're a yoga teacher. And thanks for asking. And then uh, Alex Holmes and I <laughs> are doing, a, uh, doing our 200-hour YTT starting in September. Right. And, I, just, yeah. I just saw that. That's exciting. I miss yeah. Alex. I know. I miss her too. I haven't really seen her in a while with the COVID. Yeah. So yeah, doing lots of good stuff. And, um, and I'm also excited because I'm, I'm going through some, some other like shifts and good things happening personally and uh, that I'm excited about as well. So I'm excited to offer some things later on in relation to that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. So yeah, if you want to know more, reach out. Uh, I'd love to share. And uh, I love yoga wisdom and applying yoga wisdom to our lives. I find it the most exciting, dynamic thing. And I fail at it most of the time, ironically. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, you know, that's like, it's like the, it's, you know, I always say this in my classes, it's like the, the drama of our soul. Like our soul's journey is the real drama. There's a lot of dramas mm -hmm. in our life. But that deeper journey is like so, I find it so ups and downs and the struggles and the joys is very beautiful this mm -hmm. journey of our soul and we have to fail you know if we're yeah. not if we're not failing we're really not growing we're not learning so exactly exactly and that exactly and i think like yeah it's it's again to look at ourselves clearly is what we're being asked to do uh in healing and in yoga and to say you know it's okay to say i've failed but again, we talked about this a little earlier to, to remember to be compassionate and kind to yourself, but to be focused, mm -hmm. have the ability to see yourself more clearly, like not just be the failure, not just be the negative emotion, but say, okay, this happened. What, what is it informing of me to do next? You know, we're always in yoga looking for that space, right? Like we're creating space mm -hmm. now, space between stimulus reaction what's the in-between you know like how mm -hmm. it, if you're reacting to someone else what's that in-between how can i take space and react in a better way what's the in-between if i fail how can i take space and see okay this failure means this you know what are they that stupid maybe it's not stupid but like the meme of michael jordan or something about like you know, he says, like, I failed more than succeeded, you know, like, mm -hmm. he shot however many shots, you know, I'm not like a sports, you know, right, right. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's true. Right. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, that it's, it's great to, to think about that. It's actually like exciting. Yeah. You know, a lot of us think uh, we, we can't fail. But the if we look at failure in that sense, it's exciting. It's part of that spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much more than we can give back from from the lessons we learned. And hopefully someone else along their journey won't fail as much as we did. We were yeah. able to, you know, share and help that, well, it's, that it's, growth. It's so cool that you said that. And I know Joe and I could talk all day long, but I think and we have. Uh <laughs> I, I think I've noticed 
being like a yoga teacher and a teacher of yoga teachers that we only, we only really get to a point of moving things and coming into a positive healing journey when we start to do what you just said we start to give back we start to make our little struggle we all have struggle don't mm -hmm. think no one when we bring we we take it from here and we put it out there as service and in that service what do we do we heal ourselves and we heal others yes. so it's beautiful and i've noticed that people who stay people i'm not saying that's good or bad but sometimes when we get stuck it's when we're not doing that it's when we're mm -hmm. staying in and we don't have the ability to say how can i bring this out as a as a positive gift which is what that meditation was hoping to elicit how can i take it and bring it as a strength and bring it out there and that will help us heal and help others heal and then as you as your friend ramdas would say then we're all just walking each other home exactly exactly and that is such a perfect way to end this we're walking each other home so everyone that's listening thank you so much for being part of this and as always try this meditation every day for a week see what happens see how it changes you see what comes up and then you know send us both a message let us know what you uncover about yourself namaste thank, thank you, you so much Joe. brother love I you i love you i love you don't hang up all right hold on one sec